0: welcome to the fifth quarter Sportscast. I'm Joe Judy and last last episode here for a little while here with my buddy Todd Corley as usual we uh, we, we got to the final we got a uh, champion crown we got the Chiefs pulling out the victory here for the second time in the last couple years but we can run through some of the uh, some of the spectacle and wonder I guess on the uh, Super Bowl and what we thought of it but yeah I think we'll uh we'll kind of break down this and' We'll be uh we'll go on a little bit of a hiatus here until some major breaking news comes out or uh you know, we get into the draft season again, then maybe we'll pick back up here. But diving into the Bowels. Yes. The uh the stuff around the game. We'll start with that. What'd you think of the uh the commercials? What'd you think of that? Is there any I, I personally thought I don't think the commercials are really as good as they uh, have been over the years that kinda let down Ban and
1: J water. What do
0: you? Have? I Honestly, got water. There's South only African like in
1: his goddamn thick Boston accent. Yeah, there's only like that one, and
0: the only other one that I really, really remember, or I guess two that I really remembered, and that's just Miles Teller of,
1: dancing in his underpants. Yeah, yeah Bud Light. The, yeah, you yeah, know you they, like it. Slap a fucking shamrock on it, you'll like it. You fucking green Mick bastard. Well, yeah, I, I, I
0: they they've played the hell out of it on YouTube as a. As a uh, preview before the Super Bowl, so I've seen that one many times. But the other one, and I actually kind of got on, uh, got on the people around here my kids, and I'm like, "What are you doing? What would you do? Did you see the Tubi commercial?"
1: No. Oh my gosh!
0: It, I don't. I want to. I, I don't was busy this.
1: losing all my money, Jared. I don't know what to tell you. I was, I was live betting during the Super Bowl.
0: <laughs> I don't want to say it was good, but it was definitely one of those where it was very believable. So they had uh, Burkhart. And um, Greg Olson talking like they were coming back from a commercial break, breaking down the last play. And then all of a sudden it brought up like a TV guide and was flipping to like different apps, like Netflix and Amazon and Hulu, like somebody was sitting on the remote or something. And so I remember looking around like, who's messing with the remote? What are you doing? And then all of a sudden it was like Tubi TV. And then it went right back into Burkhart and Olson. They were basically trying to advertise, you know, what, all Tubi has to offer, but for a split second there, it was like, what the hell's going on? (laughs) Who's messing with the remote? And then you think, wait a minute, I don't even have Tubi, so what's going on here? Tubi's nice, you're missing out. Yeah, but there was a lot of people that uh, I've heard got kind of duped by that one, but like I said, it wasn't all that great, but it definitely caught people off guard, I guess. It stuck with them, but uh, moving on. What's that? Just like herpes. Yeah, well, I guess I that shit don't wash off, Jared. That's what I hear. <laughs> Thanks. But um, what would you think uh, of the halftime show?
1: <sighs> I, I, uh, I, I, I don't hate Rihanna. I'm it's just
0: not. It's not my speed. It's not my my genre. I didn't really necessarily care one way or the other. I didn't think they I didn't think they uh, knocked it out of the park, but. I mean, whatever. It, it is what it was.
1: It wasn't a eighty pound overweight fitty sent with Eminem, Snoop Dogg, and Dr. Dre. I'll tell uh, you that.
0: Yeah. Nah, you give me a fat
1: fitty know. hanging upside down, swinging like a goddamn bat in a cave, and Eminem. He, he, he shit, like he, Snoop Dogg like hitting a fucking doobie before he goes out—that's gold, homie. Yeah. Rihanna, she don't make the stick move. I don't have to tell you.
0: Yeah, I just—I don't know. I. I I I guess to me in my opinion I I felt like it was kind of underwhelming. Um mm-hmm. felt more like it was focused on all the backup dancers and all that stuff and the the stuff around it but I don't know. Again, I'm not really one in that it, it gets into the halftime stuff anyway. That's usually when I go grab another beer out of the fridge or refill my food, so I'm not usually around watching them anyway. But let's get to the uh let's get to the main Bells. action. Yeah, let's get to the main the main thing here. So, the game. What's your uh, what's your take on it? You think it was a good
1: game, bad game? I think uh, the NFL scriptwriters did a did a pretty good job with fulfilling their agenda. I think it was bullshit. Um, I, I, so pre- I what I don't understand is how Miles Sanders has like this season <laughs> from f- f- like this God-blessed, unreal season where he just does everything the I don't think he's capable of the entire year. And then all of a sudden, the most important game of the goddamn of his life. And all of a sudden he reverts back to exactly who I knew he was. Are we convinced Dude, that that, are we
0: convinced that was even him wearing the Jersey? Cause that, that didn't 2.3
1: like yards per carry. Okay. Well, well the leading we, rusher by far by miles was Jalen hurts.
0: Absolutely. And it's been that way for a couple weeks. But what blew me away was his line. His line was like, what, 68 and a half or something going into the game. Oh, and yes. I, I I, didn't, there's no way I thought he was going to hit that. I picked him at like 40 because I thought that was a little bit more achievable. But I think it was like midway through the fourth quarter or maybe even with like five minutes left in the game. He had negative two yards still. Like, how the heck do you have negative two yards When you've been playing out of your mind for how many weeks, which is a total anomaly. Like, how do you? You can't even get the ball and fall forward for positive yard. Like, I just it blew me away. I didn't understand it at all. But that was one of the points I took from it. Like, what the heck happened? He was completely non-factor, and he he was the benefactor. Kenneth Gainwell. He was the benefactor of Miles Sanders' ineptitude. He 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 looked pretty good. Now granted he wasn't all that effective either, but he looked a hell of a lot better to you know than Sanders, but then again Sanders put the bar pretty low.
1: Yeah, he
0: unreal, man. Unreal. I will say, uh, as far as, you know, talking we can kind of weave in and out here with some of the bets, but it, I I kind of sprinkled the board here with uh first team score obviously I had Kelsey because I don't know of anybody else that would have scored I didn't have any trust in anybody else to score first but I had Kelsey and uh, unfortunately Sanders and all of these were on free bets so I didn't lose anything out of pocket but I had Kelsey and Sanders I had Kelsey and Goddard I had Kelsey and Hertz which obviously hit thanks to Kenneth Gainwell being short by like six inches I had Kelsey (laughs) and I think I might even had a Boston Scott one in there just for the hell of it, but yeah, I that one hit for me, so that was a that was a nice jump start to the game. But did anybody really have any, I guess, question that Kelsey wasn't going to be the first one to score? Like that seemed like the biggest no brainer ever.
1: Yeah, I mean he's good at football. Outside of my homes, yeah. the only consistent one.
0: Yeah. Um, well, and I know we had kind of we we have some. Um, we have a little bit of—I uh, don't want to say assistance—but we have some some uh, tools uh, at our ex- uh, at our expense for uh, doing some bets here. And one of the ones that we had came across, which isn't a typical bet, I don't think a lot of people would take, was uh, Bradbury <clears throat> on tackles and assists. And I know you pointed out that you know that one to me, and that was huge. Like the odds on that one was huge. I think it was three and a half. I think is where you got it originally on
1: FanDuel. I, I saw, yeah, it was three and a half in FanDuel, and then and I it saw was down it on to two and a half down to two and correct. a half. in Caesars,
0: which made it correct. even better. Man, those right there, that right there, paid off massive. Now, granted, you had to wait to almost the entire game to get it, but when that thing hit, that that was really all I was waiting on for the parlay. It was good, uh, baby, I wouldn't, I wouldn't lead you astray. <clears throat> Well, I think we had, what, did we have a, a four-leg or a five-leg? I don't even remember. I had so many.
1: There was at I least had... a four-leg because our dude, uh, you know who, yeah. old Charlie Bravo, mm-hmm. he uh, he was all in on the under saying that he folded in the big game. I'm sitting here thinking, yeah. dude, I told you my reasoning beforehand. I'm like, yeah. dude, all Mahomes is going to do, they're not going to run the ball. Yeah, Somebody's got to tackle Kelsey. It's a secondary. Yeah. What do you think they're going to well, do, go towards Slay? Ain't and happening. I
0: will, and I will say, speaking of running the ball, Pacheco, God, that guy runs so hard. He runs so hard, and I think with the way that he's really came on the end of the year, I, I think Ceh's days are kind of numbered. He, he's, he's probably done. I don't see why they would even bring him back, to be honest. Not with the way that Pacheco's playing. But um, the one that I, I think, I don't know if you had a uh, probably one of your biggest bets that you thought that kind of screwed you i think the biggest one for me was i stupidly took uh mahomes under 19 and a half yards rushing because when i looked a lot of his trends hasn't ran that much and then when we look at the injured ankle i was like i don't think yeah. he's gonna run unless he has to I'm and real, then towards man. towards the end of that game the 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 seas opened and parted and he just took off and he blew that under real quick, just on one run. I think it was like 25 yards. My God, 26, it. yeah, it was his Some, longest. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so that basically blew that under just in one play. But For me, was it was Pacheco,
1: answer. man. Like, I thought the cheek... I, you and I have talked about it. Yeah. I, I I think that dude is an absolute stud. He was under... It was, the, it was, it was almost like the exact opposite they of could. Miles Sanders. Exactly. Because Pacheco was like... This monster little dude who runs hard, runs fast, looks but like he was an only, absolute stud and underutilized was, <laughs> every goddamn game. This guy exactly. should be running for uh, easily. Dude, he should run for 80 yards a game, no problem. Not,
0: and he's not really that involved in the passing game. He only no. does the running, and when he gets the right. running yards, he's only getting 20 to 30 yards a game.
1: Right, the only one they're throwing to is Jarek McKinnon. They're not. Exactly. They're not throwing to uh, to Isaiah Pacheco, unfortunately, mm-hmm. because I feel unless he just unless he's got hands like my ass, I, I don't understand. Like it doesn't make sense to me because that kid is wildly talented. So then this game he comes out and he runs like a, a man possessed, averaging over five yards of carry, and he blew away. I, dude, I had him at under forty nine and a half. I had him at under forty six and a half. I think I actually had him under its what did, I have, did I have been under like 69 or some shit? I think I had him under like just under 70. It didn't matter because he he blew oh. away every single one of them. Yeah. So where, that where was did, the biggest one for me.
0: Where was he? Was he Rutgers or Maryland?
1: Rutgers? Pacheco? Dude, I yeah. honest to God, I don't remember a goddamn thing about it. He went to Rutgers. But I don't okay. remember a goddamn thing about him in college. I'm, I'm not well, going to no. bullshit you.
0: Well, the only reason I brought it up, and I thought it was interesting. Sometime this week, McAfee had on Leach – the GM and they were talking to him about Pacheco and they said how did you get him to fall I think he was like a sixth round or seventh round they said you see him run on the field he runs with a purpose and his purpose is to run over anybody in the way he could have a wide open lane to the sideline and he's going to find that safety and try to run him over like how did he last until that deep in the the draft and he said he thought the, the GM for the chiefs thought that he only had like maybe four to six total targets his entire college career. <laughs> so, so he wasn't even being utilized in the passing game in college. And he said, we had a hard time trying to decipher if that was, he, he had a catching problem. He couldn't hang on to the ball or the fact that the offense just wasn't designed to involve him in the passing game. He said, but when he went to his pro day and his combine, he caught everything in the site. Like he didn't miss a beat. Um, so I don't I don't I don't exactly know how he dropped that low. I guess maybe just cuz he's very small in size, but my god, the guy runs like a fucking freight dude, train. He
1: he's a, he reminds me of and I've said this before, but he reminds me of a running back Tyreek Hill. Yeah. I know they, they wear the same number, but dude, he just he's got that stocky, short little explosive fast his twitch, his twitch speed fast is unreal. Twitch. Oh my god, dude. It's he's, unreal. I, honest to god. Like you know, Clyde, he, do you remember Clyde Edwards-Alaire? Because I well, I forgot all about him.
0: Well, I was gonna say I don't think many people remember him, but yeah,
1: he's he's everything that I thought Edwards-Alaire was going to be. You know who he
0: kind of reminds me of? He kind of reminds me of a smaller, younger AP. With the way that AP came out and just was like running dudes over, he has that fast twitch speed just like AP did. Where one second you look. AP's in the hole. The next minute you, you blink, he's running down the sideline. Like he has that fast twitch speed. But I I man, I don't know. That dude's a monster. I think if he just keeps playing like that and can stay healthy, he's got a long, long uh tenure with the Chiefs. If the Chiefs can actually find a way to get him involved. Like we know Kelsey's your 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 money horse. We got it. But man, get Pacheco the
1: ball. <laughs> <laughs> they got to do it next year. I'll tell you that. What's going to be interesting though is and what I don't understand is like Eric Bieniemy has been in the pff, rumblings for like head coaching positions for years, and then I just saw something today that he interviewed for an offensive coordinator. I don't even remember it somewhere else, but an offensive court like that's well like a I, lateral. I don't under. I don't get well, it. It's like a lateral move.
0: Well, and I've heard people on ESPN talking about that. Like, why wouldn't he want to go to head coach? And supposedly from what the rumors are, and I've heard it from, um, I don't know if it's Rappaport or whoever, I've heard rumblings from, you know, people in the know that apparently the is actually not calling the place. He's helping put the formations together and come up with the plans, but it's Andy Reid that's calling the place. So he feels like if he can go to a place where you have a defensive minded head coach he'll get free reign then to call the plays Mm -hmm. so that would set him up for a head coaching job whereas now he goes from basically just doing nothing not that i'm trying to you know downplay him but going from not doing any play calling to calling the shots for the whole thing like i think that's probably why he's looking to do more or less a lateral move with a defensive head coach because then he would have full control over the offense where he doesn't now but Since you brought that point up, they were talking about it on ESPN Madison, and I thought it was kind of an interesting question. Um, They were trying to compare the Kansas City Chiefs and their franchise to the Packers and how things are different. But I started thinking, um, and they kind of led me down this path, but what do you think? Mahomes has only been in the league for, what, five years, five, six years? And before that, they they were pretty decent with Alex Smith, but obviously light years better with Mahomes. What do you think, in your opinion, is the biggest reason why they've had such a massive increase in success over the last three to five years? Is it the quarterback play with Mahomes being, you know, just freaking anomaly at the quarterback position? Is it the coaching staff with the combination of Biennemi and Andy Reid? Is it the front office for putting them in, you know, position? having that staff around them? I mean, is it, is it the overall team talent? I mean, you get rid of Tariq Hill, which arguably was the fastest, one of the best people on that team. And you didn't miss a beat without him. So like, I don't, I don't know where, where the benefit lies or if it's a benefactor of the whole pie, you know, I don't know.
1: It, I, honestly. And I, dude, I, I absolutely hate to say it because I'm not a fan personally. Yeah, I think it's the Mahomes factor, man. He does things, he prolongs plays, he gets rid of the football when any other quarterback would take a hit, sack, incomplete interception. It's the Mahomes thing. Like you just said, they lost Tyreek Hill. It didn't matter. And they won the Super Bowl.
0: Exactly.
1: I mean I mean I think they're sort of given the Super Bowl. But uh they they I mean they got to the Super Bowl. They yeah. they did I mean they're Super Bowl champs without Tyreek Hill. Yeah, dude and Travis Kelsey. I mean, I, I'm waiting for him to fall off. It, the dude's defenses well, don't know how to stop him. But running backs, they've got no. Their running game is, for the most part, I mean, I think pretty insignificant. Even though I think they've got the talent, their receivers. It's shit. almost
0: like it's almost like they have the running game, and it's like a a bag of riches. Like they have it, they don't use it. But if they had to use it, it's there. <laughs> it's perfect. It's ready to go. They just don't ever use it. Yeah, that's, um,
1: I, it's crazy. I don't know.
0: Man. I'm kind of, I'm kind of torn because I mean, Andy Reid had some decent success when he was in Philly. He could never get to the Super Bowl and win it, but I mean, they had pretty decent teams when he was in, you know, Philly with McNabb. But obviously, let's let's be D-O, honest here. M- McNabb, Jesus. McNabb is McNabb is not a Mahomes. So let's let's put that record out there. That team had still, the God damn. But still, McNabb he had pretty was, good. He, he had pretty good teams in Philly. He just couldn't get over the hump. So. But then again, when you also look at the type of deal that the front office offered Mahomes when they did that 10-year deal and push out that money for 10 years, that really gives them a lot of leeway to kind of divvy up some of the pay to keep some of that talent in-house where some of these other teams doing two, three, four-year deals and then the market goes through the roof. They got to reassess and start over, whereas you know, Mahomes, you're still locked in at that, that rate when the market explodes so, I'm sure they'll redo a deal at some point. But I, I think it's a combination the front office being smart with contracts and putting the talent around them, having Andy Reid there, who's a nice offensive mind, you know, be enemy. But ultimately, the way I look at it, would the Chiefs with current roster, current front office, and current coaching staff be just as good if they had somebody there like, uh, let's say, Zach Wilson? would they be in the super bowl would they be in the super bowl with somebody like a paxton lynch from years ago would they be in the super bowl with no. mike white no so i mean that in itself kind of leads me to think that mahomes has the biggest impact on that team i mean that's obviously not a no brainer but i thought it was an interesting question cuz it's i mean there's a lot of people there doing a hell of a job to keep that team together <clears throat> but with that being said he wasn't all that much of an impact and kind of injury-riddled in New York, but Kadarius Tony, do you think the Chiefs got all their money's worth out of him? I mean, he was beat I, up in New York. I, he, didn't really do much more
1: than, he didn't do much more than with the Giants, did he? That's I mean, what I was going to say.
0: He didn't do much with the Giants. He didn't really do a whole lot over the course of the season with the Chiefs, but that one punt return set him up pretty damn good.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. That was a key... That was a key play, man. That well, I of... think
0: I think there were two major plays in that game, not counting the uh holding, non holding penalty. We'll get to that here in a little bit. There were two major points in that game that, in my opinion, if you want to look at the turning point that really dictated the outcome. It was Tony's punt return for I don't what it was it, sixty some yards or something crazy. Uh and then Jalen Hurts fumbling scoop and score. Those were two big pivotal plays in the game that was like, oh, if you're a Philly fan or you're a Philly player, that's just a shot to the mouth right there. Like that's that's huge. Especially the the Hurts turnover. That's that's six the other way. And it's going to be hard to come come from behind when you're, you know, playing against the Chiefs.
1: What's this Hurts turnover you're talking about? What's that? What's the Hurts turnover you're talking about? When he got hit and he fumbled and they mm-hmm. picked
0: it up and scooped and scored off of it.
1: You don't remember that? No. All I remember is Jalen Hurts balling the fuck out, running for three touchdowns, throwing for one and getting a two-point conversion. I get a little Nick- defensive when everybody starts talking disparaging fucking anything about Jalen Hurts in the Super Bowl. Nick Bolton. Nick Bolton's a little bitch.
0: I well that's I did that's neither here nor there. I there was the play where Hurts was trying to switch hands with the ball and he got hit and tripped. And fumbled the ball, and Bolton picked it up and ran it back for six. And if you take Fim that off the board,
1: thirty-seven. Jesus Christ, I shit more than that for fucking breakfast. <laughs> <Saw it laughs> Good off, to know, prick.
0: man. I feel bad for your toilet, but in anyway, you take miles. that you take that six off the board. I mean, that's you win the game. So I'm not that I'm putting all that on Jalen Hurts because he played a hell of a game. But that's when you compound that with the way they played in the second half. That you, it's going to be hard to overcome. But I mean they played probably the most complete half they could have the first half. They were just punching the Chiefs in the mouth and the Chiefs couldn't seem to compete. And then they came out the second half and didn't do a damn thing. Like it looked like a totally different team. Sanders played like crap. They couldn't move the ball. They couldn't stop anybody on defense. Like it was literally the tail of two halves. But with that being said, let's let's get right to it.
1: What the do you balls. what do you
0: think? Yeah, what do you think about the uh the last call here? That the uh listen the, the Bradbury hold. I don't, off, a, I don't give I don't give a off,
1: goddamn what Bradbury says. That's some bullshit. Greg Olson was right. You, you don't call a fucking you don't call it. You don't right, well, call just, a well, penalty let's, let's just, of that magnitude at that point in the game during correct. the biggest point, the, Correct. The, so, God, the biggest game of the so, fucking season. So let me just – so we're on the
0: same page then. You agree, whether you call it or not, you agree that, yeah, that was holding – that would have been a penalty at any point in the game. Really? No. All right. I'll put it this way. I think that, yes, it was a penalty potentially, but the same thing was happening the entire game.
1: That's what I'm saying, man. If If it it wasn't called every single – if you're going to call it every single – if you're going to call that the entire game – then fine. Cool. You've set a precedent. Defensive exactly. backs know what they can't do. You can't Correct. fucking come within five yards. NFL wants offense. Score, score, score. People mm. want points. Great. But if you've got your fucking agenda already planned out and you need the goddamn Chiefs to win and you need that first down and you know they're going to kill the clock and not give Jalen and the company <sighs> any time to score, fuck you. Well,
0: and that well, was my thing. That I'm, was my pissed, thing, man. It, it looked to me, like, yes, it was a hold, but it wasn't something where he tackled the the guy and it was like a major, major hold. But when you saw how they were playing the entire game, that stuff was going on the entire game. So while I think, yes, it was a penalty, it was a technical hold, yes, they should have threw the flag. But with that being said, you should have threw the flag every time that occurred in the game. And if you're not going to, then you don't throw it then either. So, I mean, I think we're on the same page that Either you're going to make a decision that game. Yes, we're going to call this or no, we're not going to call this. And you stick with the consistency through the entire game because you cannot allow these games to be dictated on a bullshit call like that. And that basically sealed the win right there. That was it. That one stupid call cost the game.
1: That told me – this is why I hate it, man. This is – I love sports and I hate it at the same time because that right there told me that there was – Mm, too much money involved And there was a. I, I, I I'm not the only one that said it Cough sports fixed It was fixed that showed it right there That was fixed the game well, was there's, fixed There's It's there's, bullshit there's,
0: a lot of, there's hands in the cookie jar and everyone wants their take That's what that means
1: Pisses That's me what right I get off, I, well, I And the same thing it.
0: And not, not that I'm trying to You know compare or anything like that But it almost kind of reminded me of Oh, what was it two years ago? I think it was two years ago when the, yeah, it was two years ago because last year he wasn't on the team. Do you remember when Tampa Bay played the Packers in the NFC championship, the year Brady won it in Tampa? Mm -hmm. The last call in that game was something almost exactly the same as this chiefs game. They called Kevin King on a defensive pass interference holding call and He kind of just ran by him, barely touched him, and they threw the flag. However, that exact same thing happened at least two or three times earlier in the game, no flag. So while I agree, yes, it was a flag, how can you throw that there when there's just seconds on the clock, giving Brady a first down on like the 15-yard line when that pass was incomplete and it was way overthrown, so it wasn't technically even a catchable ball? And you didn't throw a flag on similar plays like that earlier in the game. So that sort of tells me, obviously not speaking as a Packers fan, speaking objectively, there was some sort of agenda, it feels like to me, because you didn't call that all game, so why is it a penalty now when it hadn't been all game? Same exact thing with the Chiefs. It's like, what they were letting the guys play almost all game. It was a pretty clean game, not a lot of flags. And then all of a sudden, that last drive, it's flag-a-palooza? Like, what the heck?
1: Yeah, I, there's. They have too much control, man. They have too much power. There's too many. Um, there's too many pesos to be moved around.
0: Well, oh, and the thing, and the thing is, you know, they they used to say that back when we were, you know, in wrestling. Back when we were in little league football, you do your job and you do what you need to do. Do not leave it up to the refs. Do not leave it in the refs' hand to dictate the game. You dictate the game because if you leave it to the refs you're going to get screwed nine times out of ten. Do not let the refs dictate the game. And not to say that they they couldn't you know, have an impact in the game, but with the way that the Eagles played so flat the second half, it really didn't take much for them to get hooked. I was thoroughly disappointed, I guess. was pissed. I was, with the pissed. With I, I the was legitimately the, with, pissed, with, man. With, with, the, with the way that the second half was refereed, in my opinion, the second half was not anything close to the way it was in the first half. I just wish we could get one damn consistent game. Like it seems like it's so hard to get one game that there's not any screw ups and the refs don't, they don't take the limelight. Like people don't go to watch the refs. They go to watch the players. They go to watch the game, stay out of the game. And I just find it, I don't know, not to beat a dead horse, but I just find it very ironic that just two weeks ago, we were talking about the AFC championship and the Bengals, and what happened there. The chiefs Hmm. got five downs to get a first Mm -hmm. down, which basically kind of dictated how that game played out weird. Right. It just so happens to be the same team. And it just so happens to be an instant where the refs screwed up and couldn't figure out what to do. Well, we'll just give it to the chiefs. Like, okay, come on. I mean, and I, I honestly, I'm not going to say that there's not some sort of script or some sort of pre-agenda going on, but the part that made it kind of, To me, when I started changing my thinking, I was like, at the first half, I was thinking, oh, my God, the Eagles might actually be able to pull this off. They might run away with this until they tried to overturn that Goddard catch on the sideline Mm -hmm. and say that he kind of bobbled it. I'm like, oh, here we go. Are we kidding? That's not a catch. Like, what are we doing? And then they came back out, and they were, oh, put more time on the clock. No, take time off the clock. No, now it's third down. Well, no, it's incomplete. Now it's a fourth down. Oh, no, he caught it. That's a first down. Like, what the hell are we doing? How do you not know what's going on in the game? Like, you are ref in the game, right? Like, what the hell? I just, it blows me away how you have these guys that are on the field, and they're supposed to be the ones maintaining order, and they seem just as confused as the drunk hammer guy, seven beers in up in row five. Like what the hell? (laughs) I Mm -hmm. I just don't get, I don't get it.
1: I don't agree with it.
0: No, but I mean, unfortunately we're kind of left to their mercy because there's nothing we can do about it. And I don't Mm -hmm. think anything's going to change until fans start kind of boycotting and you know, Hey, we're done watching this crap until the product on the field gets better. You start taking money out of the owner's pockets. That's when things happen. But let's be honest. No, one's going to do that but it's, it's frustrating, but, you know, it is what it is. Holmes, Mahomes now the uh, two-time Super Bowl winner, two-time MVP winner, two-time Super Bowl MVP winner. He's already put himself in that, that higher echelon above everybody else it has got the one win. So, I mean, I've heard people say if he retires right now, he's a first-round ballot, which, I mean, <laughs> no,
1: I, I'm not going to say one thing about that. We'll just leave it at that. He doesn't have – that's bullshit. He doesn't have the resume. You're t- no. I, I've heard the same thing. They, everybody wants to make the comparisons to him and Brady. Oh, my uh-huh. God. He's done so yeah. much sooner. He, he's the youngest to do this. It, yeah. His balls descended it too. i I'm so sick of this bullshit with, with this Patrick Mahomes love affair. Fuck yeah. his wife. Fuck his brother. Fuck the Chiefs. Fuck Andy <laughs> Reid. I don't care if it's spelled R-I-E-D or R-E-I-D. Fuck him. Uh, you know what? The only thing on that goddamn team is Eric Biennium. I take back everything I said earlier. Fuck Mahomes. He's dog shit. Yeah. Eric Biennium is the whole reason for that whole fucking team. Give that man a head coaching job. I don't give a shit. Hire him to the goddamn Colts to win the Super Bowl in 2025. Market.
0: You know, I'll put it this way. I wasn't going to even get into that, but since you brought it up, Man, Mahomes' brother, he didn't waste any time to take the spotlight on that. Fuck that
1: motherfucker. Jesus. I don't give a shit. He looks like he's fucking six foot eight if you look at his fucking TikToks. I don't personally, but I've seen that bullshit online. And you know what? Fuck you, it's fucking annoying. Jackson. I will fuck you so right in the ass annoying. in front of the entire prison, bitch. I don't give a shit. Fuck that guy. Well, fuck and him. The
0: thing that the thing that I thought, and I don't even know where this started. Wow. Where, where, where did this whole... Wine drunk. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> where did this whole narrative start of them being the underdogs and people saying that they weren't good enough to go? Like, where did that start? Cause I felt like they were heavy favorites at the beginning of the year and throughout the whole year. So I don't know where that narrative started, but I did see somebody tweet or retweet or something. It came across my timeline and I was just like, Oh God, it was nauseating when Mahomes' wife was like, you know, put some respect on, uh, the Chiefs name when you talk about them, you know, doing things that nobody thought we could. Like, maybe doing things that you thought, what? Like, you were probably one of the top five picked teams to go back to the Super Bowl. Like, what? Are, you were just in the AFC Championship last year. What are you talking about? It's not like you're talking about the Houston Texans here. Like, come on. I, it's just that's honestly, I like the Chiefs, but this that whole thing and all the drama around it makes me not like the Chiefs because it's like, it's just so nauseating. And it's like, I just, I'm done. I want to see somebody else.
1: Chiefs has two good. things going for him. One's Eric Bienemy. Well, yes. well, let's not talk about the order because the order might be different. But we'll, we'll say one of the two is Eric Bienemy and the other one is Gracie Hunt. You know who you are. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do I, don't too, s- I don't think Google search on that one. I don't think too many other people do, though. I'll just leave it at that.
1: Anybody listening to this show knows who Gracie Hunt is, let me tell you. Yeah. Well they guaranteed. should guaranteed. They better they will now after this. Yeah. Go ahead and hit but, put that in the Google machine. Yeah.
0: But we'll uh we'll leave it here and we'll, we'll you know, finish this up. What was uh what was your total uh total take? I think you said something about five hundred you brought in on the game, something like that. Isn't that what you brought in? Super Bowl, yeah, it was like just over. Yeah, I I I talked to a couple different people, and I mean, I don't think I really talked to anybody that really brought in that much. Like, I felt like we brought in a decent amount, and I think that Bradbury one was, was huge, because I don't think too many people took
1: that. No, everybody mm-hmm. everybody was taking that under, though.
0: Well, not even that. I don't think too many people even looked at the defense. I, I liked the, uh,
1: Dude, I, oh, man, that was my thing throughout the playoffs. I had a nice, I think I had a Thornhill hit earlier. I had... Oh, man, I like those defensive over tackles and assists.
0: Like, I know I had that one I was telling you about on bet 365 that I put together with the free bet, and I had Bradbury's over. And, I mean, that was like a 10 or $20 free bet, and it hit for 360. And then I was talking mm-hmm. to my one, my one friend, and he's like, how the heck did you hit that? And I said, Bradbury. And he goes, you put defense on there? I'm like, well, yeah, that's a huge odd booster because it's not – you're putting a lot of eggs in one little basket. But I think he only finished the night at, like, 200. I'm like, well, shit, I finished 200 after the first quarter (laughs) on just the touchdowns between Hertz and Kelsey. That's right. But, yeah, I'm glad I had a lot of free bets saved up for that because I was almost guaranteed to hit something, sprinkling it all over the place. But, yeah, I think between the uh, first-team score and the uh, Bradbury, those were probably the two biggest hits for me.
1: It was a good weekend, man. I'll tell you that.
0: Yeah, if only every weekend could be like that. It'd be a yeah. lot of fun. Be a lot of fun.
1: You mean, Jesus Christ! I, I honestly, God, I if every weekend was like that, I quit my job.
0: Uh, well, yeah, that's what I told. Uh, I told a couple people. I said, you know, man, I could, I could still pay the house mortgage and not have to get off my ass.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but with that being said, I don't have anything else. I don't think there's really much breaking news. I did see. Um, the Eagles lost both of their defense and offensive coordinators. One went to the oh, uh, Cardinals and one went to the uh, Colts. So that'll be interesting how they replace that.
1: Oh, it's fantastic. It, it, it Oh, my God. It's a total liquidation.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a burn it down and start over because they got a lot of unrestricted free agents, I believe, as well. One-year deals. So I don't know. We'll see. But with that being said, I think that'll – wrap up this episode here and uh it was a good season i mean aside from how the debacle ended but i felt like it was a pretty good season a lot of good games a lot of a lot of highlights but uh we'll uh We'll probably go on a little bit of a hiatus here, like we mentioned earlier. Not a whole lot of – it's kind of the dead time of the NFL. Not a lot of news to cover here, breaking news or anything like that until we get a little bit closer to the start of the league season in March and then the draft.
1: The draft, fantasy draft.
0: Yep, we'll go on a little bit of a hiatus here unless there's some major breaking news worthy things maybe we'll hop on and do an impromptu one but otherwise kick back relax go dive into some nba bets uh baseball's gonna be starting up here if that's your thing hockey's going on there's something out there to put your money into if you want if you're you're willing there's something to bet on so uh yeah until uh till the next episode go have some fun kick back and relax and we'll uh catch you guys here in a couple months and we'll uh we'll start this show all over again
1: Get off me, Paul! You're crushing my smokes!